That's what it the is. The CDC yeah. says it's okay to open up the dirty window and fill the room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love them so one. much. They're so good. <laughs> Gotta laugh so you don't yeah, cry. Right. <laughs> right? Oh. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Gloria. And this is Circling Circe. Welcome back. So I did want to mention something before we started. Uh, and if you know me, you probably already know this news. Um, we are recording these pretty far in advance because I'm also, if you haven't gathered by now, I'm pregnant AF. <laughs> so we're trying to get these done before I pop out a baby. <laughs> and um, I thought it was fitting because we just came from chapter 14. And I... I couldn't have I couldn't help but be bummed and sad in that last one at the beginning because Cersei's lioness went and I remember we were all like oh, poor lioness and it made me think about you know my relationship with my kitty and um, you know anyone who has an animal that you love and adore and unfortunately my cat Mr. Winston Churchill who had had for eleven years literally like from a few weeks old um, passed away suddenly so i want to dedicate this episode to him and to anyone who's lost a a love lovely pet in the past it's not it's not easy it's it's really hard and really sad and it's like losing a family member you know it's tough of course yeah 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 it's funny because like literally my sister i called my sister and she was crying like my mom and sister were both like bawling (laughs) yeah and it was sweet too a lot of people reached out to me after I posted something on social and they're like, I remember this and I remember that. And it was just like so sweet to. Well, he's been around for so long, you know, that we we knew him. Yeah. and everything. It was funny. One of my friends who used to cat sit a lot reached out and reminded me and I had forgotten about this. There was a time where Winston because he told me he like had cat sit one time and he told me that Winston had he was like sitting there on his phone and that Winston came over and put his paw on his phone and like pulled it down. Oh my and God. And he used to do that to me too. Like if he wanted attention, he'd be like, oh no, and like push it down. <laughs> it is my yeah, time it now. It is kitty time. Like he was definitely a little extraordinaire, <laughs> like dog-like cat. Like he even would fetch sometimes. Yeah. I could get him to fetch like little balls of paper. Oh my yeah. God. Oh yeah. yeah. And he would like wait for you at the door like a dog, like – he did not have a lot of cat tendencies. So, <laughs> um, oh my yeah. gosh! But yeah, it's still it's sad. We miss I you, know, Winston. RIP. I'm sure we've yeah. mentioned him at some point as our like quote unquote producer. So, yeah, yes, He's still producing from across the rainbow bridge. <laughs> well, I'm so sorry for your loss, Rose. Thanks. Yeah, he will he be missed. Kitty. He was a a good good boy. He was a good boy. Winston. <laughs> well, not to not to leave things on a sad note, but Kelsey, do you want to give us the the lowdown on the um on this chapter, <laughs> which is also at least a little dismal at the beginning? Yeah, it definitely <laughs> so. um it has its moments. <laughs> um so Yeah, we're ooh. gonna have to give some good news at the end or something. We're gonna have to cheer it up. Yeah, again. yeah. It's a I'm fresh out. <laughs> fresh out. <laughs> Try again tomorrow. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we pick up here at chapter 15, basically directly after 
the horrors that were in chapter 14, um, the, the, the horrible things that happened and um, the really bad yeah. just experiences that our poor girl Cersei had. Um, she's just kind of cleaning up her, her place and disposes of everything that this crew and these horrible men um, had and sets fire to their ship. She's sure that based on what she did, that her father is going to, you know, come down and scold her. You know, she says, surely Zeus would not allow someone to, you know, transform 20 men into pigs and get away with it, you know, and nothing happens, you know, as usual. <laughs> Zeus don't care. As usual, no one gives a shit about our girl Cersei. So, um, I know. So nothing mm-hmm. happens, basically. She even, like, turns her face up to the sky and she's like, did you hear what I did? And, like, you know, she's like, Dad, look at me. <laughs> like, you know, somebody, somebody anybody, everybody scream. No, I'm, I'm sure that um, was, <laughs> I'm sure that was tough, though. Like, you know, not even getting recognition that something happened or like it's like she didn't even she she expected them not to care about the actual like assault, which is super indicative of like toxic culture right, to begin already with. Bad enough. But the fact that they didn't even like they didn't even care like enough to even turn towards her when she did what yeah, she did. Yeah, when she needed know? it most and when she's like calling out, you yeah. know. Um and we know that yeah. they know because they know everything and they they know what goes on, you know, down on the ground and they know things that happen. So you know it's just extra heartbreaking that Cersei had this thing happen and you know even still after all this trauma all this PTSD the first thing she still thinks of is like surely this will make someone notice me or surely this will make someone yeah realize what I'm getting up to and she's let down you know yet again and that was real heartbreaking yeah yeah I thought about that too where I was like all these men who like wash up on her island or fly there or apparate there or whatever and like you were saying I was like how come none of them sensed her being attacked and like came to intervene and then I was like well what am I saying why would they do that you know yeah even Hermes you know you'd think like he cared enough about her that like he would come in and be like hey this isn't cool you know, he's the first one I thought of. Yeah, I was expecting him to swoop in and be like heroic. And then she's like, oh, thank you. And he's like, ah, whatever. Don't, you know, like, yeah, playing it off like he didn't do anything yeah. and then flying away. Like a reluctant nope. hero or something. But no. Yeah. Right. No such. No such. No, no dice for our girl Cersei. Um, so this this part of the chapter I felt was really interesting and I. I really love when Madeline Miller does this where she kind of tells a little story that seems like it's kind of offhand or like out of the blue. And by the time you get to the story, the end of the story, um, you understand why she told it. And so, you know, plus it also mentions Daedalus. So I'm already excited about this. So <laughs> I know I was like, I'm so glad Kelsey got this <laughs> yeah, chapter. <laughs> there's a lot of mentions of Daedalus. <laughs> um yeah, but you know, uh, she, she she goes right into telling a story about a time that Daedalus told her a story, and you know he's a carpenter and a builder, so he was telling her a story about he'd he'd go to a home where he'd been hired uh, to make like alterations or upgrades or expand the home or something. Um, he'd give them a quote and like kind of assess it, and when they'd start to work, they'd find more problems, you know. Um, 
they'd take a wall down and see that there was mold or they'd see beetles had eaten the foundation or something. Um, and the owners of the homes would be like, well, that was not in the agreement. You know, um, I'm not going to pay extra money to fix these, these issues when you didn't bring that up in the first place when I wanted to have this work done. And, you know, Daedalus would be like, dude, I'm not making it up. Like, look at the cracked beam. Like, look at the, look at the beetles <laughs> in the foundation chewing up your, yeah, I didn't you know, do what, this. I can't make these alterations until these problems are addressed, you know, and the owners would be like, well, forget it, you know, close it up. It's, it stood this long. It'll stand longer. And then the next storm would come, the house would fall down <laughs> and then they would go to Daedalus and, and complain and they want their money back and say, you know, these alterations that you made contributed to my house falling down. And, you know, he he was telling the story to Cersei, like pulling pulling his hair out almost, you know, if he had hair. I think he's bald in the story, right? So, <laughs> so. I don't know. Yeah. But being extra yeah. um, frustrated, you know, and saying like, I told them, I told them, you know, you have to address these issues in the foundation before anything else. You have to address these issues. And she says a fantastic quote at the end of this like side story where she says, when there is rot in the walls, there is only one remedy, tear down, tear down and build again. And so that Mm -hmm. kind of becomes the, this story really illustrates that she's going to start tearing down her walls and tearing Mm -hmm. down and building again and her choice way of building again is gonna be to start turning every single man she sees into a pig (laughs) so you know she starts we start hearing about all these these ships and all these men that are coming to her island and some are lost but very few very few are lost and the ones that are legitimately lost she doesn't turn into pigs but that's a very you know she says i can count on one hand basically how many of them are actually lost um she -hmm. starts to take pleasure in her little game of welcoming these come on in welcome i've i've got food Mm -hmm. i've got bread and wine and cheese and shelter shelter. come on in they come on in and you know, it's the same thing that happened in the last chapter. The men come, they gorge themselves on all her food and her wine. They do the whole, where's your husband, brother, etc." song and dance. And, um, you know, then they'd meet their fate, basically. You know, she enjoyed playing with them, like a predator with their prey. You know, I imagine like a snake just like batting around something, you know, or, you know, she just, she liked this, this power game of showing these men exactly how powerful she was. And, and, uh, I think making blame her, right? No. Yeah. No full credit given. (laughs) Like, you know, I think she, again, I feel like this is a theme of this book where, she has something happen. She doesn't do what she wants to do or what she thinks that she should have done in that situation. And she spends the rest of the time making up for that. And she tries to continue to Mm. do in future situations what she thought she should have done in the past situation when she didn't do it. You know what I mean? So she, this, this, that first crew of men came and took advantage of her hospitality and, and, ruined her basically and she spends all this time trying to make up for and just completely ravaging every other single man that turns up on her island and I really can't she's like never again yeah never again (laughs) not one more is basically her not one more her uh yeah her mo basically um we've get we get some real graphic descriptions of like what happens when these men turn into pigs <laughs> and I was kind of like oh 
okay, I'm not hungry anymore. <laughs> yeah. Reminds me yeah. of like Michael Jackson in the thriller video. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the whole like oh uh, like when he turns uh, into uh, the uh, werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's so gross. And she she has a little quote of, you know, she goes to this she goes to the pig pen after she's turned a crew over and you know, we are sorry, we are sorry. And she says, sorry you were caught or sorry you thought that I was weak, but you were wrong. And she's like, bear, 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 oh, mic drop. <laughs> bear, 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 bear. <laughs> DJ Cersei. Mm-hmm. Mic drop. She takes real glee in this part of the chapter in like describing their new lives as pigs. You know, she's like, their cloven feet, they split and their bellies drag on the ground. And she's loving every second of it. And she's just making up again, I think, for the absolute horror that she experienced, you know, in the last chapter and with that first crew. And she's she's going through it in this in this chapter. You yeah. Know? I love that there's this quote around that time where she talks about like, you know, why or why she chose pigs or whatever. And she's like, they never listened. The truth is men make terrible pigs. Yes. Like, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> like they're not even worthy of pigs. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I just thought it was so funny. Pigs are smarter yeah. and more clever than men are in her mind. Yeah. Yeah. That was another mic drop moment of like, damn. Yeah, for sure. Mm hmm. So she's out for blood, basically. You know, she's she's yeah. got she's not messing no, around. She's not messing around. She has a very she has like no no um no qualms about every single man she sees has one fate and one fate only, and that's it. Um so that's that's the setup for what is gonna happen next, which is basically this this worn wooden ship approaches. And you know, mm. we have um Sirsatraz with all her nymphs that are sent there. <laughs> all her Sir her Sir women's Tras. prison. Oh, oh. oh, Kelsey. So uh singing cell block tango. Yes, exactly. Yes. He had it coming. Uh, <laughs> bump bump. And Cersei's like, when you're good to mama. <laughs> Mama turned out to be Exactly. Uh, Queen Latifah should play Cersei. <laughs> In the HBO adaptation. Yeah. Yes. I think so. I know. I know. I'm excited. All right, we're, we're starting to gather our list. Mm-hmm. So be ready. That's going to so be good. good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So one of her nymphs is at the window and she's like, mistress, a ship. And a ship is approaching and it's, <laughs> it's an older wooden ship. You know, it's not patched up and um, it approaches and um, the nymphs get the wine ready and basically peace out because they know, okay, this is the mistress Cersei's change in time. So we're going to leave her alone. <laughs> um so the crew comes up. It's it's basically, you know, business as usual for Cersei. She's like, come on in. Can't you smell the food cooking, honey? Come on in. <laughs> and uh, so they come in, you know, and they do the whole same song and dance. How's it going? The food's great. Where's your husband? Oh, you're alone, huh? And she basically says, you know, I did not wait anymore for them to stand and come at me. So at this point in her shenanigans, she no longer has to wait for them to, like, advance on her. 
She doesn't care why the men are there. She just knows that they're men and it's time to change them into pigs. And so she's like, bing, bang, boom. And they all turn into pigs. And she is taking them away to their pen, cleaning up the mess that they made when the nymph is at the window again and says, oh, mistress, another one is coming up the path. And so Circe's like, what? Like, I thought I got them all, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, that's all of them, right? Did one get away? You know, (laughs) she's like, head count. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I love too at in this part where she like when they come to the door she's like yeah yeah you're lost whatever yeah. you know like, <laughs> can you drink this already like, get in line give, she gives the spiel like for them like I know you're lost you're hungry oh no you can't get home come on in yeah. like so have over. some bread have some wine have some mutton yes I'm alone yeah. <laughs> yeah. yes oh no my husband is not here oh no <laughs> get all my riches and spoils. <laughs> Yeah, it's very turnkey for her at this point. You know, I think she's been at she's been at this business long enough to realize, you know, that it's 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 a well-oiled machine here at Cercetraz. So she's um <laughs> it's like the second performance. Like if you ever go if there's ever a play, you always go see the first performance because yes. they're nice and fresh. And then the second performance is like a little lacking, you know? Yeah. Oh no, what shall I do? <laughs> it's like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then yes. by Sunday matinee, you're like, oh god, like, yeah. <laughs> they're just phoning it in this, by then. This, <laughs> this guy coming up the hill—that's a whole wrench in the plan, right? You know? Yeah, exactly. That's a that's a new act. Yeah, that's not his line. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's not your role, sir. Yeah, exactly. Who's that? So, um, he comes up the path, and he's. She describes him kind of as like not as tall as other sailors that she's seen, but super strong looking. He's got red in his in his beard and silver in his hair. And he's holding a bronze sword. So immediately, very intriguing. Um, you're really wondering who this is at this point. Now, I want to make mm-hmm. a preface before I go into this. As you know from episode one, because you all are you know, lifelong listeners at this point. Um, (laughs) I had no idea who any of these people were. And I know that there's like a lot of tales that go around this, you know, Cersei and all the people in her stories and stuff. So I don't know who to expect, but basically if you know anything about this story, you're expecting this person to show up, but I did not. So I was like, okay, whoever this is, I don't know. So Kelsey's like George Clooney. (laughs) Well, red (laughs) hair. I was like Ron Weasley. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I imagined I imagined him like my husband has some like red hair in his in his beard too, so it's like multicolored. And for mm. some reason I imagined him like darker with some red. I don't know how to explain it, but mm-hmm. maybe he was a redhead. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you when I was reading this chapter, I was picturing Rob Stark from uh, Game of Thrones. That's oh yeah. This is the man yeah, I was yeah, picturing. I can see it. Um, okay. You know, he's very regal. Uh, I only know him yeah, from yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones. So he um, he just gives me that vibe, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm I'm trying to stall so I can Google his name. But <laughs> by the way, well, OK, let me help you out. Cause Thank you. I just want to insert. I just want to say that if HBO picks any of our picks, we need to send them a bill. Yeah, we'll gladly <laughs> okay. take, you know. 45 percent of the casting casting fee. credit yeah uh-huh. we're, yeah I think we're not what is idea. it like pgas or whatever like the letters that people have mm-hmm. csa i believe right? is casting <laughs> yeah what is it PGA? yeah csa producer I like, right no 
Probably. It makes sense. So yeah. Richard Madden. Richard Madden. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Richard? Richard? What are you doing? Yeah. For Richard the next Madden. couple years. Okay. So we have Richard Madden is who I'm picturing this entire chapter. Because he's got Rob Stark vibes. This is the vibe, like the the time period I'm getting. That's what we're doing. So it's it's mm. it's odd from the start for Cersei, this conversation. He's very different from the other people, not just this first this crew that she's that she's kind of cursed, like most recently, or this this crew of his. Um, but really anyone she's ever met in terms of people who have come to her island. He's well spoken. He mentions a wife. He talks about uh, her being very regal. And, and she's like, the men I see don't talk like this. This man is, is really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, he, picks up, he picks up a tipped over stool. So like shows her some base form of courtesy. And she's like, this is weird. <laughs> right. He barely looks like at her treasures. Um, he mentions her loom from Daedalus and is like, wow, that's beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. is it? And she's like, the mm-hmm. f- he's commenting on her loom. You know what I mean? Like, what man does that? <laughs> so, so she's already like something weird is going on. So through this conversation, she's picking up that he's not exactly who he says he is. And there's something weird going on. Um, he tells her about the 10 years war that's been going on in Troy that the gods have been helping out with. And that was definitely the first time that she had heard about that, um, that that some gods had actually helped out in this 10 years war in Troy. Um, and she realizes, well, like, I don't really have any kind of connection to the like, you know, my TMZ subscription to the gods daily like ran out because <laughs> Hermes isn't around anymore to give me the information, the gossip. So, you know, her Internet is Hermes slow. Hermes Weinstein or whatever that guy's name is that runs TMZ. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. oh, gosh. <laughs> What Harvey. Is, yes. Harvey. <laughs> yeah, but it's Hermes. Hermes Weinstein. Yeah, there you go. Oh my God, yeah. that's perfect. Yes. Her- Hermes Meadstein. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. They drink wine. It's okay. <laughs> they drink wine. That's all right. Um, so they have a real like sharp back and forth. And um, it's so interesting to read this conversation because I think about times that I've met people or like, Tell me if you guys have had this experience too where you kind of meet someone and you know within a couple of seconds that their like repertoire or their back and forth is just like yours and you can be just yeah. as sharp with them. You know, it's like fing, 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 fing. It's like, you know, you're able to like yeah. throw darts back and forth. Of wit. Yes, the ping yeah. pong of wit. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So they're having a real ping pong match. Mm-hmm. It's sexy. Oh, it's super <laughs> sexy. Yeah. And it's like the sexual tension is like off the chart within seconds, oh, yeah. you know. And oh, she's yeah. like, oh, this man's interesting. And he's different. He's, he's different. different. <laughs> he's different. <laughs> he's different than all the other sailors. <laughs> um, and he's got red hair. <laughs> yeah. So she's definitely you know interested he's interested she's interested their eyes meet it's fire (laughs) but then you know they realize or or Cersei realizes that you know the jig is up basically they know he know that they know that she knows that they know that we know like it's all everything's you know she says all this Mm -hmm. had been prologue as if we were in a play all of a sudden we stood up and it was like up prologue over niceties over let's figure out what to do now so she yeah. she realizes, you know, after this whole time that 
he hadn't drank any of his wine. And she puts the potion in the wine for all these men to turn into pigs. So she realizes that he hadn't drank his wine. And that's her first clue that he knows something's up because he hasn't drank any wine yet. And so, you know, that's her that's her clue that he knows that's that there's something going on here. So she says, you know, you have not drunk. That's clever. But I'm still a witch and you are still in my house. I hope we may settle this with reason. I love that line, by the way. Yeah. I, when I read that line, I like paused. I was like, get it, girl. Yes. Like that, Lay the yeah, law down. She was like, I don't care. You didn't drink my wine. I still can do shit to you. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, she then realizes that he has this little like pouch near his sword and – she says, "Oh, you know what's what's in the bag? What you got there in the bag?" <laughs> and um, curious, he she says, "An herb." I mean, does it have white roots, black roots, white leaves? Is that what I think it is? And basically, it turns out that it's moly, and moly protects people um, from spells. And so, um, Cersei kind of realizes a bunch of things very quickly all at once. One is that mortals can't pick moly, and so. Re- she realizes that somebody divine basically has hooked up with this man at some point and given him this moly before he came to uh, Aya, Aya. Cersei Traz, I want to just call it from now on. Before he showed up to Cersei Traz, <laughs> uh, someone gave him this moly. And she realizes that Hermes is the one who did this. Hermes hooked up with this man. She realizes that not only does Hermes know this man, but this man is from the bloodline of Hermes. All this information kind of pours into her all at once. And she tells this to him and she says, you're Odysseus, aren't you? And he says, yep. And you're Circe, aren't you? And she says, yep. And then all of a sudden, we all know each other. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, he's here. He's here. (laughs) But to me, again, to me, I was like, oh, okay. Another person. (laughs) You're like, who, uh, who's Odysseus? Who's Odysseus? <laughs> <laughs> um, Odyssey is a handsome man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just got that right now. <laughs> that took me That was a my dad joke of the one. night. Ooh. That was a good I would say that was a good one. Pat myself on the back for that one. As you should. Well earned. Thanks. I finally get my credit from Kelsey. <laughs> Night made. Oh, my God. Okay, so she says, you know, listen, we're at an impasse. You know, you have the molly. I have your men. Perhaps we might find a different way, you know? <laughs> no, Kelsey, she says, holy moly. She says, holy moly. <laughs> she says, holy shit, you're hot. and i can't uh curse you so whatever shall we do with the time that we have big empty house curious i can't curse you what should we do we kind of we've been playing this you know mental ping pong this witty ping pong back and forth Mm -hmm. there's some sexual tension a little bit a little bit yeah she says what shall we do whatever shall we do with the time in this big empty house so she says you know i propose a, a truce you know, a test of sorts. I have heard that many find their trust in love. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. This took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kelsey, she was already eyeing his sack and his sword. So, hey. And he already had his hand on the sword. Hey. Right? Hey. 
When you're good to mama. Oops, I laughed at the end. <laughs> this is a good episode. And it, I think we brought it. We brought the cheer. Mm-hmm, we brought the mm-hmm. joy. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because there's there's a long there's a long stare after this um proposal, you might say. Um, and Odysseus says, only a fool would say no to such an honor, but only a fool would say yes. Mm. So uh, he's intrigued, just as intrigued as she is. And she knows it at that point. Um, she's like, I see right through that. So he puts down the moly um, and he's toast, basically. He, <laughs> he asks her, uh, he asks her to swear an oath by the river of the dead. Uh, he's smart. And she, he knows that that's the only thing that could bind anyone to this oath you know she says it's smart of him to do that because even zeus would be bound by an oath to the river um the dead river of the dead so she's like well this is it if i say you know yes to this uh i'm bound to go through with my oath i can't do anything to hurt him um so she says you know, she says to herself you know give me the blade some things are worth spilling blood for she takes the oath and she says all right I won't hurt you. And then all of a sudden from the background goes, My bedroom's this way. Let's get it on. And I put, there's a quote actually towards the beginning of the chapter that, that I thought made much more sense to bring up at the end of the chapter um, as we're summarizing it, that she just kind of describes Odysseus in this way. And she says it before, you know, it's Odysseus that she's talking about. So I thought it was really interesting. So, so little of the world did not yield to his sounding. In the end, I think the fact that I did not was his favorite thing about me. Mm. how she describes yeah. Odysseus. So that's the end mm-hmm. of 15 is that we meet Odysseus. Oh, she, she, chooses a life of crime um you know and then we meet odysseus and she gets her world rocked they both collectively get the get their world yeah i should say yeah um so that's 15 it was so exciting they they waste no time they waste waste zero time time. i think he was there a grand total of about 10 minutes (laughs) before they got it i did I love too, like when she like says like, oh, you know, I find that people find trust through love. Even he's like, oh, oh, he's like, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like a dog with his head sideways. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I think he like was like, yeah, like what? Oh, okay, all right, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The chemistry was even. undeniable between these two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know what they say when you make an oath over the river of the dead. It sticks. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I love it. That was the best Greek pun we've ever had no, on the show. It up for Gloria. She deserves that. <laughs> round of applause. Gloria Davis. From Thank everyone, you. All of our listeners. Ladies and gentlemen, Gloria Davis Browning. Yeah. Thank you. She's here, She's all here night. every Wednesday. Tip your you win. Uh, Rose, your title has been revoked. It's now given to Gloria. <laughs> Shit. Your princess points are stripped. <laughs> Stripped. Stripped. <laughs> <sighs> <clears throat> 
Yeah, it's a fun chapter. I, I mean, it didn't start that way. It is. But yeah. at the end, it's. I love when these chapters kind of leave at a, at a. This wasn't really a cliffhanger in terms of like, but it it leaves you with like, ooh, what's gonna happen oh. next? You wanna you wanna know what's gonna happen next? Oh yeah, for sure. yeah. For sure. You're gonna tune in next week to yeah. the episode oh, yeah. of Search of Traz to figure out what happens. <laughs> this week on Search of Traz. Um, I do think like there is something kind of satisfying of this buildup too of <clears throat> Odysseus coming because. She even mentions like the prophecy that Hermes heard, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah that prophecy sucked." Uh, <laughs> Which is exactly uh, what she like, said when Hermes told her. Yeah, that was right. Funny. Yeah, um, she, I think she even says like it made her laugh. Like, yeah, you know, she's this, in this that was moment the dullest of, like, prophecy I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, so it is kind of like satisfying. I mean, I know it was the second time I'm reading it, but I'm like. Even I feel like the first time I was like, I'm pretty sure this is him. I'm pretty sure it's him. I'm pretty sure it's him. You know, and then you're like, yes, it's him. And like, um, they're making a big deal out of this random dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think there is. Some, I mean, literally, this is I mean, we could this could be a good intro to our Greek of the week. Greek of the week. Greek of the week. <laughs> But I yeah. think he would be a good Greek of the Week if you guys agree. Let's do it. I agree. Yeah. Second. All right. Uh, the motion passes. <laughs> uh, so Odysseus, we've talked about him a little bit. I mean, we've talked about him and the story, the Odyssey, from, like, episode one. Yes. And this is where Circe, like, her main source of lore comes from, is that she's, like, this bump in the road along the way of Odysseus returning home from the Trojan War. And I don't even know if she's a chapter. And it's like she tries to turn his men into pig, but he is the one who, like, lures her into bed and gets her to, like, change his mind because he's so great. Wow. And it's like, actually. I wonder like, if men wrote this way. story. Yeah. I wonder who. And um, so, I mean, really, this is the moment in the story that, like, diverges from the the, the Greek version of Odysseus. But mm-hmm. I, I, I think that. If you've read the Odyssey, and also if you've read the um, Song of Achilles, which I think I read this before I read Song of Achilles, and actually it was really helpful because reading it again now that I've read Song of Achilles, she does such a good job. Like the character in this book is the character in that book. Like to a T, she just writes him so well, and he's not perfect, he's flawed, but like he is like a hero you root for. And he has some really great qualities about him that, you know, I think he's like a man's man and he's, he's smart and he's strong um, in his morals in some way. I mean, I know he Mm -hmm. is technically cheating on his wife, right? But there is something that sets him aside. And in ancient Greece, in legendary Greek stories, he is the main character of the Odyssey. And he's called Odysseus or sometimes Ulysses. Mm-hmm. Odysseus is much sexier. Yeah. But there is a, <laughs> a novel called Ulysses that I think is like a nod to Odysseus. But he is the legendary Greek king of Ithaca. And he is the hero of Homer's, you know, Odyssey, which is like this epic poem. Um, and he's also in Homer's Iliad, uh, which is like the prequel to the Odyssey. And the Odyssey is basically like this guy. It's like the nightmare. I don't know if you guys have ever had this dream where you're just trying to make it home or you're just trying to make it like 
from point A to point B and everything that can go wrong does. And the whole time you're just like, I need to go here. Like, I know I need to you get just home. can't get there. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if I have a recurring dream like that where like I get so frustrated because I'm just trying to like get somewhere or do something and something keeps stopping me. And like literally that is the odyssey. I mean, it's all these things. These guys just keep trying to get home. And it's, you know, they're at this war for 10 years and they just can't seem to do it. And um, I won't go too much into like why that is because I think that happens in the next chapter. But um, yeah, they just they're, they're living a nightmare when it when it comes mm-hmm. to like they just want to go home. So, um, you know, if you read the Odyssey, it's a lot more classical and it's a little harder of a read because um, it's a translation of classic literature. But um, I think she does a good job of capturing his essence. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Gloria. I, I know that, you know, I'm, I probably kind of half read the book and then, you know, the Wishbone episode. I think you actually read the whole book. <laughs> the so. Wishbone episode. Yeah. I forgot about Throwback. That. Throwback. <laughs> so, you know, I might not be the best expert on the Odyssey. I tried actually rereading it before I read Cersei the first time and I got about two pages in and I was like, nah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I'll come back to this later. I just want to read Cersei. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was quite a few years ago and I haven't really refreshed um, on the Odyssey, but I got, yeah, I got that same vibe of, you know, like all his characteristics, just very steadfast, very mm-hmm. human, but like, unique as well Mm -hmm. and with a lot of good traits except for you know he has his flaws like everybody does yeah I think he is loyal in his own way I mean like literally he he's even in in Cersei he talks about Penelope his wife a lot Mm -hmm. and is like right still like end game getting back to my wifey you know Mm -hmm. and oh maybe that's the next chapter so I shouldn't say anything (laughs) I know it's hard because like this is a really good intro, but then, you know, really in the next chapter is where we, like, see a lot more of their relationship and, like, who he is, too. Yeah. I'm excited. I know nothing about know. this, so um, I'm definitely uh, <laughs> in the dark about, like, what's going to come next or, like, even – because yeah. we know we know Madeline Miller, like, twists what mythology mm-hmm. is talking about, so – I'm coming at it with a blank slate. So I'm very excited to see like what she's going to say and then what you guys are going to be like, oh, but this is what the real mythology is. And like, you know. But this is actually where the real like the mythology kind of ends. Like I don't think there's much more in the book about them. It's like she's like a little bit of a blip and then he moves on to the next island and this and that. Like Mm -hmm. this is it. Like this chapter is literally like what her role in the Odyssey is, and even maybe even more than that. I don't think that there's a lot more information. So from here on, it's like the continuation of what really happened. And so um, I just remember when I read it too, I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen between them from here on out. Like, because there's not really, there's not really much. I don't think, I remember being confused because Calypso is also another witch that kind of entrances him and sleeps with him. And there's stuff that happens between them. And I was like, wait, does that happen between Calypso and him or Cersei and him? And I I think there's actually not much information about Cersei. There's more about like Calypso. Oh, Um, mm -hmm. 
She got so. around. She was with Jack Sparrow too. Yeah, yeah. She was not that we're shaming her. We're just saying she's popular. Yeah. She was a woman about town. Get yours, Calypso. Um, so we have to have a couple candles. Of course. I know. I, was, I have one. Yeah. I re- I made I made a mistake and I read two chapters together so I can't remember so I'm gonna save one for the next chapter because I don't see it in this chapter. I did actually have one and maybe it's the same one, Gloria. Okay, go ahead. Um, so it was freshwater game, fish, fruit, and smoke. Mm. Um, and that's what she talks <laughs> about. Like, is the thing that like gets the men to come in. Like, oh yeah, I have fresh water. Like, they find this island and there's fresh water and game and fish and fruit and smoke. And mm-hmm. so I was like, the siren candle, like the Circe's siren or like Circe's feast. Like, that's what she like yeah, uses to cool. lure the men in. So okay. that was my one candle. But I don't. I feel like you're so good at it that like even when I find a candle, I'm like, I think she probably has four more candles. <laughs> Well, I just have two. Okay. Um, I like yours. Thank you. But oh, I'm so proud. I like <laughs> got a good new one. Yeah. Um, so first one is Ocean Tides because she compares mm-hmm. Odysseus. He was like, Ocean Tides indeed, I thought. You could look up and the shore would be gone. So just, you know, like your usual B&B dubs, like – ocean spray or whatever (laughs) i can't even think Uh of all the derivatives they have of like ocean smell uh and then the other one is tainted wine because i was just very inspired by like how odysseus just like sloshed his (laughs) wine around and didn't drink it and Mm -hmm. then like there was some mention i don't remember if it was in this chapter specifically but i feel like it harkens back to it where I think it was this chapter actually where they it was. were like, yeah. She was like, they were like, oh, your wine, bring us more wine and put more honey in it because this is a bad vintage or whatever. <laughs> She's, like, She's like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so it would you be, need. it would be like wine and honey and with like a little bit of like mystery bitterness or, mm-hmm. you know, like a scent. So it's like the poisoned wine that turns men Just into Just a pigs. tad of anthrax or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a white powder floating on top, but there's no big deal. Yeah. And there's a sticker. It's Don't like, worry warning. about that. <laughs> warning, burn this candle outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> Do not burn this candle in a closed area. <laughs> I love that there's – that they like complain about like the po- like the wine that has probably – like I came to think of that as like they're complaining about the, not the poisoned wine, but the wine with like the potion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, this one's better. I mean, I'm gonna drink it, but like this one's kind of bitter. Bring it, bring some better. Right, and I'm some like better wine. <laughs> rude. She's giving you free wine, and you're like dogging on it. Who cares <laughs> if it's three buck chuck? It's not two buck chuck anymore, guys. It's three buck chuck. Oh now. gosh, oh, God, this economy, um, inflation. <laughs> I know. In this economy, <laughs> in this economy. <laughs> Um, I also wanted to read the, like, we know later that it's part of their banter, but at the moment we don't, but I feel like that was when I first realized like, okay, or well, I mean, on the previous page, she talks about divine privilege and how, like, how would he know that and stuff? So it's kind of starting to break open, but um, they address it in the next chapter, which I think is cool. But she says, they're talking about like what their parents do (laughs) for a living. (laughs) <laughs> and she's like 
my father keeps cows himself. He favors a pure white hide. And I, there's just like so much nuance in that. And then he goes, they are hard to breed true. He must husband them well. And she says, oh, he does. He cares for nothing else. <laughs> and you know, I'm just like, I oh love my that interaction. <laughs> I had that quote too because I was like, oh, he does. And I was oh, like, Kelsey's mom knows. Yeah. Oh, he does. Yes. <laughs> he husbands yes. This them is well. to my mom. We're talking about him with the cows. You know what? <laughs> yeah. With you wink, know who. wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> It means what you think it means, Casey. <laughs> We're talking about. <laughs> We're talking about bestiality. <laughs> what? Yeah. You should be like, don't sound horrified, mom. You read me that book when I was little. I know, right? <laughs> it had a picture in it. You know, what's of, uh, you know what was going on climbing with Milky. Into a wooden cow. I feel like we kind of Milky and Bubblegum and Lovely Girl. girl. Lovely Girl. <laughs> White Face. White Face. Milky. Milky. <laughs> he got names for Rufus. all of them. And Rufus Johnson. Rufus Johnson. And Rufus Johnson. Who could forget? That Rufus little Johnson. interaction between them is like um, those conversations when you're talking to somebody and you both know that you're like using euphemisms or like mm-hmm. – I feel like I sometimes have a lot of conversations like that at work. Like when you don't explicitly want to say like, um, <laughs> yeah, the boss is doing this and I don't understand why. But you're, <laughs> you're both having the conversation <laughs> of like, so I was asked to do this. Oh, you were interesting because I was asked to do that. Hmm. Well, yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll just see what happens. Yeah, I guess we will. And like, I guess so. You both know that the other one knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right? I love those conversations. <laughs> one thing I did write um, in my notes was so dot dot dot. He's a prince. Hmm. So you're a prince, <laughs> huh? <laughs> huh? Well. Okay. I just remember at the beginning when Cersei is born, her Helio says, good enough for a prince. And then her mom's like, oh, a mortal? Gross. <laughs> um, but I was like, oh, oh good enough for a, a prince? What, what's, what, huh? Hmm. Mm, Little um, did she know, he's delicious. He's delicious. <laughs> So I guess before we wrap up, um, uh, I just saw something last month, a little something on Madeline Miller's uh, Instagram account that I thought we should talk about really Ooh, quickly. So do tell. I know. And then it made me laugh because, of course, she chose my uh, my my Persephone. Oh, Persephone. Um, but it's a picture. <laughs> it's a picture that says Persephone, December 2021. And I'll read the little caption. It says, some news about my current novel in progress. I know I said I was working on The Tempest. Turns out The Tempest is going to have to wait. She grabbed me with both hands. Hashtag Persephone. Oh. Um, so people are freaking out. I'm very, very excited that uh, she's going to do a story about Persephone. So I'm so excited. Yeah. Persephone it's, is having Persephone. her moment in the sun. Maybe circling Cersei yeah. part two. I know. Ooh. We'll see when it comes Circling out. Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> Circling Stephanie. <laughs> Siphoning Stephanie. We'll the siphon. <laughs> no, 
can I just veto right ahead? ahead of time? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Prancing no. round Persephone. Uh, no. mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> prancing Ooh. round Persephone. We're going to think of something. Prancercise. Some other awesome alliteration to use. Perimetering our, our Persephone. Next show. Perimetering. <laughs> Oh man, we should have Anyways. done spelunking, Cersei. <laughs> <laughs> we really missed Dang. out on that one. We did. Yeah. We did. Our uh, bad. So, Our yeah, bad. let us know in the comments. Are you excited? What do you think this story is going to be about? It, you know, like exactly, is it going to be about her abduction or her life or what? So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Exciting. Yeah. And uh, I guess that's it for our episode. So stick around to hear more about this fun piece guide. Yeah. Yeah. Fun piece of news to end our episode on. Yeah. An otherwise dismal episode. Yeah. (laughs) Here's a bit of joy for this dismal episode. Sprinkle for you. Sprinkle on the good Something to dry your tears with. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. Perfect. What about parading Persephone? (laughs) I'm looking up synonyms. (laughs) CPOV. CertainPOV.com.